Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbett and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Eric. Hey, we're all dancing a little bit this morning. 716, 16 minutes after 7 o'clock. Always an honor on Friday to be joined by the Velvet Hammer himself, Gene Valentino. And good morning, sir. The Velvet Hammer is entering <laughs> stage right. Yeah. Well, you know what? You are not home. You are out of town. Uh, I'll let you tell uh, where you are if you want to. Otherwise, we'll just keep that between us and uh, and uh, get going with the show. What's going on? Well, we're out there once in a while. I disappear on you, but I always find a way of calling my buddies in Biloxi and Hattiesburg and Laurel. They, um, <laughs> right. We are out in Conway, South Carolina at the grand opening of another Marriott Hotel, and it's uh, such a pleasure to be here looking at communities around the nation and uh I had chosen to wear at the ribbon cutting yesterday my my American flag, but my American flag was given by an Israeli group uh, when I was a county commissioner, Michael, and when you served in government. It's a it's a flag, it's a pin for your lapel with the Israeli flag and the American flag joined. It's very very nice little very lapel pin. And um, uh, we were at a totally different event, but some people came up to me. Everyone's a little cautious about a political discussion, you know. So, of course, they, they they came up and said, "We just want you to know that pin means everything to us. Thank you for wearing it." Uh, one was a, a Jewish lady, uh, Israeli, uh, that uh, dual citizenship, and uh, the husband was American, and um, they are um, in. They're just obsessed, like most Americans as to either the emotional trauma and hardship of those over there in Israel right now. Uh, and, um, and, and, and for many Americans trying to figure out what posture, what position I should take on this issue, um, it, it's, um, it's good to know that in the outskirts of a village town outside of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, it ain't much different than a good old group of folks in the back streets of Biloxi or Laurel or Hattiesburg. It's yeah. Americana, Americana is far and wide. And there's a, something that warms my heart about the, about the, uh, 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 consistency of Americana throughout this nation. Let's start there. There's a, there's a power in the spirit of these American folks throughout the nation. Uh, whether it's this crazy character in Lewiston, Maine, or the um, nature of a dysfunctional uh, policy position by the President of the United States over in Israel, it's, and everything in between. So That's a good place to start. Uh, you know, you're right about Americana. You know, wherever I go, it's, it's funny, but just recently, you know, I, I made a trip out to California to pick up uh, a couple of cars. I have a car trailer, need uh, have a, a, a kid that needed to get some cars home. And everywhere you stop along the way, you know, you 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 meet people and you talk. People are so kind to each other out here in the in the Netherland, uh, you know, in the nether regions of the country outside of the the, the East Coast and the West Coast. 
I mean, we all uh, get up in the morning, we go to work, we do our thing. And then, uh, you know, we, we hear at the end of the day when we watch the national news how horrible everything is in our country. And it's just really not. There's a lot of great people in this country that care and love for each other. And that's, you know, to me, that is uh, much more important than what is said on the nightly news. Bravo, Michael. That's exactly correct. There's a power in the spirit of the American people. And because it's a grassroots type of disposition or feeling that pervades all of us, uh, that prevails throughout all of us, there is a feeling for sure that is unlike any other governance in the world. We work from the grassroots up. Yeah, we get, we, we rely on our elected officials and uh, we, we have heartburn over dysfunction with politicians and bad behavior. But boy, do we see the light. Uh, most do. Uh, it, it, there, there are pockets of um, exceptions to that, like when you watch the news and you see right in the, main, in the downtown streets of New York um, mob scenes of people going against the Israelis. Uh, I wonder how many of them really understood um, the Israeli wars going back to the 1950s and earlier. Uh, I wonder if they know who Menachem Begin is and Golda Meir and uh, Jerome Perez and some of these early histor- uh, elected people in Israel that were trying to save this, the nation of Israel through a democratic process. I wonder if they know that the Second Amendment to the Constitution is an amendment that protects all of us. And it's, an, it's not a matter of whether you, whether you like it or not. It's imbued into the fibers of our Constitution. And it is allowed to be had. So for the President of the United States to use this Robert Card uh, event up in Lewiston, Maine, as the reason why to bring up gun control again, it, um, it's heinous. It shouldn't. It's wrong. The President of the United States knows the Constitution has a Second Amendment, and the President of the United States knows that that amendment allows all of us to carry. Now, this person, who, alleged person, uh, who uh, who killed allegedly, uh, uh, um, what was it, 18 murdered and 13 injured, right. uh, this person who uh, allegedly did that um, has has may have a, 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 meta, a mental problem. Well, you don't build the roads. You don't build bridges. You know, based on the few, you base, you build these roads and infrastructure systems based on the many. And that's what same sort of rule that applies with the Second Amendment. The mental illness of a person to get hold of a gun and misuse it does not mean guns should be taken away from the masses who on their own, abide by the law, You uh, keep their guns and weapons in safekeeping, uh, take firearms courses for responsible usage, uh, register the gun, sure, but um, but to control someone uh, some or deny someone's use of a weapon um, it just goes against the Constitution, and that's a full stop for me. Yeah, well, it's an inherent right that our forefathers recognized, and it's just an inherent thing, the right of self-defense. 
And so an 80 year old man cannot defend himself against two or three, you know, 20 something year olds that are trying to rob him without an equalizer. As my dad used to say, Smith and Wesson made all men equal. So, you know, that, that is, that is what it's all about. It's about the inherent right of self defense and being able to have the tools to defend yourself, your family, your home, your property. And that is what the founding fathers gave us this, uh, this gift of the Second Amendment because they knew that governments across the land didn't care about your safety. They only cared about their safety. And, uh, they certainly didn't want anybody to have a gun, uh, so that when the, uh, when the government takes over and tells you what to do, nobody's got, uh, anything to defend themselves with. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Tyranny. Uh, t- yeah. We, I would ask all the citizens, it sounds like, uh, a crazy request, request, but go read the Constitution this weekend. Go read the Constitution and pay attention to the, uh, 27th Amendment to that Constitution. The gun, the second one is the, uh, uh right to bear arms, which is the one we ta- just talked about. Uh, and the other 26, you'll find this most, uh, most revealing and, um, that's what makes our nation so great. I just submit, and it shouldn't be such a far-reaching notion, that we need a few more amendments to the Constitution to get our elections back in order, to get our borders back in order, to get our voting rights back in order, and um, uh, and for politicians themselves, you're limited. You don't get to play uh, politician for 30, 40 years in, co- in office. Sorry. If the system isn't designed to have a replacement for you, then there's a more fundamental problem in the way we're training our people and bringing them up through the ranks in this nation. But no politician should be in office 40 years. Uh, you, you, you just can't tell me that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are not uh, impacted uh, in the budget process personally in some way. Oh, there's Republicans out there, too. I think Mitch McConnell needs to take a powder. But uh, uh, the bottom line is, is um, we need to get away from um, these long, inherent, um, lifelong elected officials and get to a term limit system. We have it in many cases at the state and local levels. The governor in Florida is two terms. That's eight years. Uh, uh, and, and the president of the United States is is two terms, but the elected officials who put the law in place didn't put a term limit on themselves. <laughs> no, of course not. You know, it's it's so interesting. You know, talking about the Constitution, you made me think of something that, that it, I've read the Constitution front to back. It's actually a, a, a fairly uh, easy read. It's a, I don't want to say simple document because it, 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 creates a lot of thought out there about what uh, way the way a country should work our country should work that is and most people with average intelligence can read it and understand it without any problems it's the politicians and the judges that have made the the the, uh, constitution complicated mrs lovejoy seventh grade at swift junior high school taught made me memorize a portion of that constitution when in the course of human events it becomes necessary to dissolve the political bands which connected us, and to promote amongst the powers of the earth the separate and equal bands of government. And it goes on. His language 
that talked about, hey, America, step up and don't be shy. When the greedy select few start taking over your nation, you step up and pull that excessive power away from them. It's the power in the hands of the few that corrupts the many. And we must be wary of that. But you don't, you don't get to that level of reaction until you understand, uh, the governing document you're living within, the Constitution of the United States. These, um, switching gears on you, I'm pretty, uh, pretty, uh, crazy to watch 19 attacks on U.S. forces in the Middle East, um, uh, which resulted in us it having a precision fire strikes against uh, bases, uh, uh, Iranian bases, supply depots, and uh, and and now Biden wants to distinguish himself and say, well, we're not really too closely aligned with Israel. We're just going after Iran next door. Uh, if if you can't see the misunderstanding, the dysfunction of that thinking. Um, this this uh, policy is weak, inept, disjoint, and I feel sorry for the Israelis right now because they're looking for their big brother, America, to step up in a formidable way. I don't mind helping Israel. I don't mind helping Ukraine in a different sense. But let's get our damn border fixed first. How about that for an answer? Yeah, that's a great answer. And the border is something that we talk about, you know, if not daily, at least weekly. You know, there's some story about the border and how we have been overrun and we don't know who's in this country. And I concern, I'm concerned every day, not so much about what's going on in the Ukraine, a little bit about Israel, because, you know, all of this could turn into a world war. But my thoughts go to the border and wonder, when is that terrorist attack going to affect us right here at home when you have people that you have no idea who are coming in here? I mean, that's that's just the way it Over works. we got 10 seconds. 200 gotaways referred to as illegal terrorists in the United States now. Hunker down. Yeah, hunker down. All right, Gene Valentino, thank you for joining us, even though you were out uh, on, uh, on a little business trip in South Carolina. Uh, great place, though. Myrtle Beach is uh, really nice. We love it. I'll be home soon. Take care, everybody. All right. Have a good weekend. See you. Bye. Thank you, buddy. It is 730, bottom of the hour of Fox News break, and we're back with the weather. 